Hello and welcome to Those Calls here on the 42.ie uh, Brought to you in association with Necker Sport You know the shit at this stage Every Friday around this time we dial up the hottest pundits in the game To look ahead to the weekend's biggest sporting event And I'm sorry Mr Canelo and Mr Golovkin It is all about the All-Ireland Final this Sunday Between Dublin and Mayo A rematch of last year Gavin Casey here joined by the GA editor of the 42.ie Mr Finton O'Toole Finton, how's tricks? All good Gavin, looking forward to Sunday Good to have you back Thanks very much. Reminder as well that we are running a competition. I think you can see it above the video there, but uh, all you have to do is send us your big match prediction for the weekend. We've got a serious amount of gear to give away, uh, clothing garments, that is. Uh, Finton, would you mind doing the honours here? We've got these two hats, as you can see. We've also got this lovely piece of knitwear, or, or whatever it is, a hoodie, a hoodie of some description, a hooded top. Uh, if you want to uh, win, just give us a prediction, and we'll see how we get on. We'll be announcing the winner later on in the show, but uh, Finton, I are delighted to be joined by a three-time Connacht champion it, with the green and red of Mayo, Billy Joe Padden joins us. How are you, Billy Joe? Very good, gentlemen, very good. Uh, Friday, the working week is over, so looking looking ahead to the to the big game and just really counting down the hours, I suppose. <laughs> well, Finton and I, uh, we might as well crack into it straight away. Finton and I were, were just saying before we came on, like, this game a game of its magnitude is going to be kind of broken down in, in various ways, obviously, but one of the key ways, I suppose, or one of the key aspects of this game is going to be the kickout, and as to whether Mayo decide to push up on Dublin's kickout or retreat, or even maybe a combination of both. How do you see it going yourself, or what do you think uh, would be their their best option? I think that Mayo are probably more sophisticated at this sort of decision than many of the other counties we see, and I, I think that they will they will push up and at the start of the game. I don't think that they feel they can press for a full thirty five minutes a half. So I think there'll be select periods in the game when they when they when they push up and do it. And I also think that it's not just a case of pushing up and pressure, like go man on man and pressurizing every Dublin player that's in the in the area. I think they'll try and prioritize where they're willing to, I suppose, pick your poison in terms of letting Dublin have the ball. So I don't expect them to do what Tyrone did and rush nine, ten players into the Dublin half and then to get caught out with one of Tuxon's long kickouts over the top, and then you're totally exposed. I think they they will be keen to guard against that. And I think that they will try and shut down the sort of the intermediate level kickouts, the sort of ones that Cluxton and Paul Flynn and Connolly and these fellas are famous for, where, you know, Cluxton puts it on somebody's chest, turning a corner about 45 yards out, you know, in the wing area and they're on the attack straight away. May will really close them down, I think, pretty much at all times. And, but I think there will be options for Cluxton. I don't think they're going to push up totally all the time. I think there will be options for Cluxton maybe to clip a little ball to the to the left corner back, whether it's for Simons or Johnny Cooper and left and right, and then make them work down the field with the knowledge that Mayo probably are tactically aware enough that they can drop back into a defensive shell with the Keith Higgins sweeper. Or at the same time, I don't think there's a bunch of forwards out there that tackle as well up the field as the Mayo ones. So they can decide as well whether to put pressure on high up the field. So I think it'll be a combination of things and I don't expect Mayo to do a full court press early on because I think it, I, I really think it's a bit too risky against the double. Is a big thing, Billy Joe, the fact that Mayo have just so much experience of coming up against them, whereas for Tyrone, um, you know, it, it was a bit of a new thing, okay, they played against them in the league, but like that championship setting in the semi-final and that maybe got into their, their way of thinking for the first 10 minutes, but like I think there's no team in the court Country really that have as much experience of coming up against them as these Mayo player players have. You know, going back to the twenty twenty twelve dollar in semi final, really. Yeah, and I think that um, they've learned each time. And all right, their record isn't great; they haven't been able to win. But let's not discount what they're up against. You know, this is, the, in my opinion, the greatest team we've ever seen. And 
I, I just I just think that they've got a little bit better. If you look to even the All Ireland final in thirteen, I think that one of the key areas areas where Dublin kind of wore Mayo down was in that middle third where Tuxen really use utilized the athletic ability of the Dublin players and kind of really ran the legs off Shami and Aidan O'Shea. And Mayo would be looking to, to guard against that. So I think that, that, that Mayo recognised that they can't just go out with one game plan and expect it to work for the 70 minutes. They will have to be able to adapt as the game is going on. There'll be periods of the game where they'll have to sit back and soak up, soak up a bit of pressure and hope that they can defend well enough. And I think an area what they'll try and do is maybe not like Tyrone as well and learn from their mistakes is maybe just defend the centre of the pitch because Dublin attacked with such width against Tyrone that they created spaces inside and running channels for players to attack. And that's something that Mayo will be looking to guard against. And um, and I, I just think that you're right. It does come down to experience that they've been able to add to their game plan bit by bit. And one of the other things I suppose I would be keen to talk about when talking about this game and maybe when you compare it to the two games last year is that as well as the replay against Kerry, is that one thing element of the Mayo game that has improved dramatically over the last two seasons under Rochford, and I think it's probably the main uh, his main footprint on the team is that they've been able to retain possession for long periods of time. Whereas before, three, four or five years ago, Mayo were, win the ball back, they're going to try and hurt you straight away. It was, you know, 90 miles an hour, everything we do. And that resulted against the better teams that they, they turned over and left themselves vulnerable at times. Whereas the most impressive thing for me about the replay performance against Kerry was there were times where Kerry just couldn't get the ball off them. And I think that the goal that Jim O'Connor got is a perfect example of that, even though it was a shot for a point by Don Vaughan. I think the way Mayo held the ball before that, you know, 17, 18 passes, and, and then, you know, Jeremy O'Connor still in an area to impact on the goalkeeper as the ball is dropping. That, to me, was the most impro- impressive change in the Mayo game plan over the number of years. And I think that's something that's absolutely vital against Dublin, because if you remember again, for Tyrone, they just couldn't keep the ball at all for any period of time, and that really hurt them. Yeah, for sure. One of the things as well, I think, from the Kerry replay in particular, and one of our commenters even has mentioned it here, uh, I will get to his name in a second but the the I suppose it was one of the first times anyway that we saw Mayo take a lead in in like the clutch and really kick on from it and just sort of not sort of retreat necessarily and not you know concede a couple of points that bring the opposition back into it they kicked on and finished off a very good team it seemed like almost as you're saying with the with keeping possession like a, a missing piece of the jigsaw that they've I suppose a string now that they've added to their bow ahead of a rematch where Obviously, you're talk- those two aspects of the game will have improved them like exponentially relative to the same fixture last year. Yeah, and I, I think as well, one of the frustrating things about last year's championship for Mayo was that they, they found that they defended really well and they created turnovers. But some of the counterattacks out of those turnovers just you know wasn't good enough. They didn't get scores out. And I think that's an element of their game that they have improved on. And it's something that's going to have to be good on Sunday because you can't expect to go out against Dublin and dominate and have them play the whole game in their own half. It's not going to happen. There's going to be periods where Dublin are going to have you camped inside your own half and you have to defend well. You have to ensure that you're able to, I suppose, term I've used in the week is bend and don't break. Don't give up that big goal, that key score, like the goal um, the Dublin got against Tyrone early on. And and then be able to you know, soak up a bit of pressure and hit them on the counter-attack and still get a couple of scores. And I think they did that really well against Kerry, particularly in the second half of the second game, where they got a couple of key scores that kept Kerry at arm's length. I know one of them was a Jason Doherty free, but that was a free with Killian O'Connor sent off. And that's kind of the sort of things you need to do when you're under pressure. 
You mentioned uh, Jason Doherty there, Billy Joe. Um, is there an argument that he's probably one of the most improved players in the country over the last couple of years? I mean, the way he stepped up to that free, uh, I quickly thought the first half of the drawn game against Kerry, he caused him some serious problems with the ball that was going in. And coupled with the form that Andy Moran is in, that you now have, you know, I suppose for years it's the charge being levelled at Mayo, but suddenly it looks like you've got three really good options between him, Moran and Killian O'Connor. And Dublin maybe have a little bit more to think about coming into this game defensively than maybe previously. I think so. I think I think that you're right. I think the Mayo forward line of all the all Irelands that Mayo have been in the last couple of years, they're operating at the, the highest level coming into this one. I suppose you still have to go out and do it on the day. To me, Jason Doherty has been you know an excellent player for Mayo. He's selfless. He, he does a do- job for the team. I think the job he's been asked to do now and kind of play a bit higher up the field and work side to side suits him best. He's a good ball winner and he's a, he's a real scoring threat in that he can finish a shot if he gets one there. And he's a, he's a goal threat. Uh, in the past, he might have been asked to be out around the middle and picking up breaks, and he did that job very well. Maybe I can't, I'm, I'm useless with the year. I know he had an excellent season, a, uh, maybe the season before last as well. So so he has it in his locker. And I, th- I think he's just one of those players that have been absolutely key to, to the way Mayo have played over the last number of years. And, and people, maybe people focus on Aidan O'Shea and, and Killian O'Connor. But Mayo wouldn't be where they are without the likes of, uh, of Doherty and, and Colin Boyle and Chris Barrett, you know, Kevin McLaughlin, because... In, 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 in many ways, they were the players that stood up against Kerry the most because, you know, Lee Keegan didn't have his great his greatest game. Aidan O'Shea was playing full back. You know, the first day, Killian O'Connor had a very poor first half. And it was the other players, the likes of Jason O'Larty, that really stood up and, 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 and dominated the game. And I suppose if you'd have said that just before the game, we wouldn't have expect that, expected that to happen. Um, and just, I suppose, maybe looking at the guy alongside him, Andy Moran, I mean, obviously a guy that you know really well. I mean, it's, it's 11 years since he scored a goal in an All-Ireland semi-final against Dublin. Um, you know, I mean, he tore his crew sheet in 2012. It was a big loss for that All-Ireland final. Like, it's one thing to still be kind of involved and in the squad and getting game time, but to actually be in a situation now where I think it's him, Stephen Cluxon, are kind of neck and neck in the, with the bookies at the moment for Footballer of the Year. Are you, are you in any way surprised by how much of an impact he's still having? I, I am and I am. not uh, I'm surprised. Uh, I suppose I, I have to eat some humble pie here. And then I, I was a pundit that was calling for Andy to be used off the bench all year because I just didn't think we would see 70-minute performances in him like we have the last three rounds of the championship. Um, but it doesn't surprise me knowing Andy because he's such an you know, an infectious character. He absolutely adores, you know, being an intercounty footballer in terms of the lifestyle. He re- looks after himself really well. He walks into every training session in absolute great form, looking forward to training. So you're always going to improve when you have that mindset. When I was playing with him, he used to annoy me with his good humor all the time where I was <laughs> drinking. But, um, but I think the, the key thing, and I, I don't I don't know has been mentioned during the week, but it's something that's the most impressive thing about his ter- return to form at the minute. He's changed his game. Like, who do you think at whatever he is, 33 years of age, 34 years of age, has been able to change his game. Andy's game as a full forward in the past was about outworking guys, running, you know, winning the ball 40 yards out front, running into the corners, taking on his man, being able to beat him and work it in and get a score. That's not viable for Andy anymore. He's not winning those 40-meter races out to get the ball. He is doing his best work in and around the D, his short, little, sharp turns. He's changed the way he's winning the ball. And it has been you know, more effective for his game because he is actually spending more time in around the D and then you see what a good footballer he is and his awareness. He can clip a point off both feet and he can work a goal and and and, and, and he can, I suppose, work well with other teammates in around him to put them in as well and, and himself and Killian O'Connor worked very well for a goal in the, in the last carry game. So I think that's, 
to his credit even more than anything else that he's been at this age been able to change his game and it has resulted in him playing to a higher level than maybe we've ever even seen before that's the thing yeah we'll have to see if the uh, more renaissance continues at the weekend <laughs> You can uh, I've got one. some. I've got some predictions for you. Let's move on quickly from that. Uh, Brian O'Loughlin, he says, close game with ten to fifteen minutes to go. Gavin unleashes Dermo Brogan, McManaman, Dublin to win by five. Uh, it was Key and Carfricky actually who made the point about Mayo uh, learning how to hold on to leads. He says two on goals lost Mayo Sam last year. Can't see that happening again. And from what I've seen thus far, they solved their problem of switching off when they take the lead. Got skill and desire to see them home by three points. Uh, Michael Curran says, like the game against Tyrone, you can go home at half time. Dublin will have it sewn up by then. Finton can't see that kind of a thing happening. I mean, I think if the, if there's one thing that you'd be pretty confident about that Mayo will not let something happen like what happened to Tyrone uh, maybe when Tyrone got caught out so early with that that, uh, that goal from Conor Callaghan um, I'd be interested to get, get your thoughts in terms of him I mean like if you look at I suppose the addition of him and the fact that Jack McCaffrey is back Billy Joe like do you think obviously we talk about how well Mayo know Dublin but from the two games last year but the two of them in particular like they're two massive additions that Jim Gavin has been able to call upon this year yeah, no doubt. And you know, we know all about Jack McCaffrey. We know what he can bring to the game and his ability to, to break the line and and and, and you'd be a real attacking threat and he can cut cut teams to shreds with his direct run. And I think Conor Callahan is a bit more of an unknown and it's not through any fault of his. I, I think he'll get tested more against Mayo than he has at any stage of his intercounty career because he's going to get a man marker. He's going to somebody's going to pick him up, whether it's Lee Keegan or Cullen Boyle, and they're going to man-mark him and they're going to annoy him and they're going to be there every every turn and, and we're going to see how he reacts. And, you know, from looking at him, I think he's well able for it. He's a fantastic athlete. He looks to, his skill level is extremely high. And I suppose it's all just for him, how he deals with the pressure and how his, his game intelligence is because can he manipulate those spaces that you need when you're getting that extra close intention? And, and we'll know that by Sunday evening. And look, I expect him to excel. I think he's a, he's a fantastic player. But at the same at the same time, it's going to be that bit more more difficult for him. Uh, I suppose I, I think there is always a concern when you play Dublin, even even Mayo and Mayo have proven to be the the team that come closer to them. In that Dublin are so dynamic. If Mayo are off it for fifteen minutes at the start, you know it it, it, it could you could lead yourself a, a hill too hard to climb. So that's absolutely vital for Mayo, that Mayo that Mayo are on it. But I don't necessarily buy. And one of the comments, uh, one of the the. the the people have said there in relation that the two goals killed Mayo last year. I still think that there were opportunities in, in th- both those games when the game was in the balance late on. You know, Aidan O'Shea had a chance. I think Andy might have had a chance. I think Killian might have had a chance. You know, to put Mayo a point ahead, and that's probably what would, it would have taken. Yeah. And to be honest, I think I think if Mayo are going to win this all Ireland, it's going to come down to something similar. There's going to be an opportunity in the last 10 minutes, and somebody's got to be able to grasp it. Now, my good feeling is it's going to be somebody like Killian because he's he's the fellow that has changed the dynamic of this team. He's the leader of the team, and I don't think Mayo will be where they are without Killian O'Connor. So if I'm going to pick out one fella to, to really stand up for Mayo, it'll, it'll be him. But you never know. You know the way games turn out. It could be somebody like Conor Loftus coming off the bench that, that could be the, 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 the key player for Mayo. Like Cormac Costello was last year for Dublin. I don't know do Dublin go on and win that game like they did without his intervention from the bench. So we just don't know who those people are. I think Mayo's job is to make sure they're in that game with 10 minutes to go and then that hope that somebody stands up. Yeah, well, we'll come back for a little bit more team chat on your final prediction in a second, Billy Joe. Uh, during the week, we did catch up with a three-time All-Ireland winner, a five-time All-Star, Sean Kavanagh, for his prediction on the big game, having faced Dublin. Uh, we've heard some comments from Sean the last couple of days that Dublin at 80% could beat Mayo. We'll uh, see what he made of it. Uh, maybe he revised his opinion, I'm not sure. Let's see what Sean had to say here now. I, I think it's difficult to look past Dublin. I think it... 
the day they played us, if they can replicate that in, in any shape or form. I think if they, they play with 80 or 90% their potential, I think Mayo's going to struggle to cope with that pace and power and unpredictability that Dublin have. I think they have, you know, against us, their marquee players were sitting on the bench. Um, they have so many options, it's, it's, it's actually quite frightening. So I think Dublin, and I think Dublin may actually win quite handsomely. I think most people would accept that Mayo have to maybe bring Dublin into a dogfight, bring them into uh, and get them embroiled and, and knock them off their game in, in some shape or form. I think that probably haven't faced Dublin and we maybe were slightly naive and we felt that maybe the way we could set up would maybe uh, disrupt Dublin's gameplay. Um, it didn't and Dublin were incredibly, incredibly prepared well. So. Um, I, I, I feel Mayo are going to have to bring in a certain X factor. They're going to have to bring something that Dublin haven't faced, and and that might not be a, a defensive system. It it, it might be a, a, an in the face man per man approach. Um, I think something like that is is probably Mayo's best chance of, of getting getting under Dublin's skin and, and trying to disrupt um, their, their their flow of of, of gameplay, or, or maybe putting a an Aidan O'Shea inside to launch a few balls and and and, and disrupt Dublin's sort of mass defence uh, as well. So. So, you know, there's, I think they're going to have to do something different, um, for sure. Yeah, Sean Cavan is sticking to his guns there. We'll see if Mayo can bring something special on Sunday. A couple of more predictions from you guys at home. Uh, <laughs> Johnny says, referee to add on enough time for either team to get an equaliser to draw the game. Uh, not exactly pushing the boat out there, Johnny, I'd have to say. Back on September 30th, so. <laughs> Noel Hines, Mayo to win. How much will the Saw Doctors make on their West's Wake tour? <laughs> uh, I would say a metric crap ton. <laughs> Noel. Sam Walsh, uh, the mystic Megan, me predicts that the defining moment of the game will be Connolly sending off Mayo for the win. Uh, I suppose we need to talk about uh, Big Dermot while we're here. Um, Billy Joe, what do you reckon? Like, What's the best option for Dublin here? Do you start Connolly? Do you bring him on as, and maybe hope that he makes the impact that Costello made last year, as you mentioned a second ago? I think it's you know it's, it's a pretty easy decision for Jim Gavin considering the strength of his bench. But I expect that maybe Flynn will start and that Connolly will be used off the bench. I think it'll create a few more problems for Mayo. I would expect that if uh, Connolly was to start, Mayo would have a contingency plan that Lee Keegan goes on him straight away. And I think that you know in terms of setting the tone for the game, if 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 Connolly were to get the advantage there, well you know it's uh, advantage Dublin. But if it were to go to go the other way and Keegan was to get the advantage right out the gate, well then then I suppose he's Jim Cavan has used a major impact because we know that Connolly coming off the bench for 20 minutes ago is not only going to impact uh, the Dublin team, it'll it'll put a little doubt in the Mayo team and it'll get a huge reaction from the Hill and the rest of the Dublin crowd there. So it, it, it is a, it, it, Connolly is, is, a, is a tool that I think he'll wait to use later in the second half when maybe, when maybe he needs it. Yeah, big time. Is it prediction time, Finty? Yeah, I suppose uh, you have to. I suppose put, put the put the head in the block now, Billy Joe. Uh, what <laughs> what what do you think? I mean, like obviously the Hearts is obviously going to say Mayo, but like, do you think that they've that they've learned enough? I mean, it's twenty twelve is the last time that they beat them uh, beat them in championship. Do you think that they've they've learned enough to put the disappointments of thirteen, fifteen, and sixteen behind them? I think they have. I, I think they've learned an awful lot. And I think they're, as I said earlier, I think they're ahead of the curve in terms of how teams should play against Dublin. I think they're ready for 
the sort of the mental task that it is because you have to be on alert and aggressive and totally focused for the full 75 minutes. You can't let it lapse at any stage or else Dublin just walk all over the top of you. I think they've proved they can do that. They'll need to do it again, obviously. I think also that they've added something to their game plan that's, that's you know, in terms of their ability to retain the ball. And I think that's absolutely vital against Dublin. All right, you know, I accept I'm totally biased. I'm a Mayo man. I want to see it happen. If when Mayo go and win on Sunday, I still think that Dublin are probably the greatest team we ever see, ever have seen. I don't, I don't think that's going to change. And, you know, if they were to play a, game, a series of seven, Dublin would win the series. I just feel that the way Mayo are battle-hardened, the way they're focused on this game, the way that maybe Dublin haven't had any challenges this summer, I think that may be an impact on them. That maybe Mayo will just be that bit sharper on the day and will have enough to get the job done. So it's not necessarily, I suppose, who, who is the greater football team you're saying if, if Dublin win a best of seven. It's literally just about Mayo being better on the day and you reckon they have it in the tank. Uh, that's it, yeah. I, I think I think that's the case. Uh, you know, look here. Dublin are going to go on and win all Ireland. This Dublin team is going young. They might win on Sunday. They'll, they'll be back next year and the year after that. They're going to win more of them. They're that good. Uh, it's just that I, I just think that Mayo, whatever it is about this year, the resilience, the the fight that they've shown, the the even just the little things like they should be out of the championship. Derry should have beaten them. Sometimes these sort of narratives are created on a, in a year when you actually get and do it. And the fact that I think in a crazy sort of way, Mayo going into this All-Ireland final, you know, in better shape than they have in any of the other ones. You mentioned earlier on that Andy was miss, missing for, for one of those. The fours weren't playing as well in a couple of others. And, and I think it's a real, it's a real, real opportunity for them. And I think they'll just be that bit sharper. And I think they'll just have maybe enough for a one or two point win. Well, we'll see how it plays out. Billy Joe, pleasure. Thanks a million for joining us on Close Calls. Best of luck at the weekend. Enjoy the game and uh, enjoy the prospective celebrations next weekend as well. Will do. Will do. Right, Cheers, Billy Joe. Soon. Thanks for your time. I tell you what, Fintan, the predictions are absolutely flying in here, so I think the fairest thing to do is just to allow people to continue to predict the game, and we'll pick a winner afterwards. We'll pick a winner about maybe 6 o'clock, 7 o'clock, something like that, just in case you are wondering. Uh, We did also catch up with Mark O'Shea. I mean, it's all about predictions today, really, isn't it, Fintan? Um, Mark gave his own prediction. It was... uh, Lengthy, actually. We, we, we have to chop it down a little bit. Very thorough, uh, as Mark always tends to be. But uh, here's how he sees Sunday unfolding. I think Dublin will probably win the final. Um, I think they have more balance throughout the team. You know, you've the likes of the last day you didn't have Bernard Brogan, Michael Darren McCauley, two former footballers of the year, not getting a run. Um, Dear McConnelly uh, got three minutes, didn't even touch the ball. Can you imagine the, the trainings that Dublin are going to have in the next week, at the last week, the next week or so, the AVB matches, you know, I'd love to be in watching those sessions now because fellas just fighting for jerseys. Um, so that's going to be a huge uh, advantage for Jim Gavin, I think, going into the final. Um, you know, I, I suppose with the Dublin, there's no player who is, uh, there's a few players, I suppose, his go-to players that he does use every game. But, you know, last year we saw with Bernard Brogan in the draw match when he wasn't up to his usual high standards. Uh, Carmel Costello came in and kicked three points so everyone is looking over their shoulder you'd imagine um, and they seem to be very balanced their backs James McCarthy uh, moving to midfield what a footballer he is you know and he's he's able to bring carry the ball uh, you know he's a physical player um, and of course you Fenton Kilkenny fantastic footballers uh, Cooper and and, and and I think Mick Fitzsimons very underrated footballer as a defender who does the man marking job now for, for this Dublin team and you know a fantastic footballer so from that point of view Dublin seem to have all the talent um, May on the other hand they'll be very happy they took the scenic route 
Um, tough year for them, I suppose, in a way. But that said, they've they've really seemed to have ironed out their problems, and um, you know. They, they're in the position where they wanted to be back in the All-Ireland final they take serious confidence after having beaten Kerry in the semi-final uh, they celebrated that game as if it was an All-Ireland final I remember us doing something similar in, in 14 when we beat them in the replay in Limerick so Mayo I think won't fear Dublin I think they possibly should have beaten them twice last year so from that point of view Mayo are in a very good position as well the one area I'd be worried about Mayo is their full back position I don't think Aidan O'Shea is going to play there, play there the next day. Uh, he was obviously there the last day to do a man-marking job in Kieran Donaghy. It's an area where they've had problems all summer in that, I suppose, Jared Caffrey wasn't playing as well as he should have been playing and was dropped, uh, subsequently dropped. So it's an area where Mayo definitely need to get right, particularly with these Dublin forwards. You know, there's nine, ten Dublin forwards who could beat you on a given day. So from that point of view, I'd be giving the nod to Dublin. I just think they're a more balanced team. They're going for three in a row. Huge motivation factor for them um, obviously the flip side is that Mayo haven't won in All-Ireland since the 50s so uh, th- you know, there'll be no lack of motivation there either I definitely saw a different Mayo team in the replay um, uh, that I've seen in the last few years so if they can bring that to the table the next day they'll definitely ask questions of Dublin um, but again I'd, I'd have to go with Dublin just on the basis of the consistency that I've seen during the last few years and there doesn't seem to be any uh, weakening of that consistency So there's probably not even a need to watch the game after that from uh, from Mark there. That was uh, fairly decent stuff. Cheers to Mark. Uh, we'll get a couple more of your own predictions before we wrap. Vinton. David Stade, he says, Mayo 15, Dublin 9 points. It's not impossible for Dublin to just score 9 points. That's all they scored in last year's drawing game. It's true. And the two uh, OGs, so I guess he's definitely correct there. I can't see them get, not getting into double figures this year, though. You'd have to think that, was a, <laughs> that was a once-off in last year's drawing final. It was a bit of a free game in general. Elizabeth Hackett, uh, she's onto us from London. Cheers, Elizabeth. She says, good luck to Mayo from London. Mayo by at least three points. Looking forward to a close game. Fair enough. Yeah, that's good. I mean, let's let's be entertained if we can be. Uh, Desmond Cassidy says, really cannot see Dublin losing this game. The Dubs have at least three to four goals in them, uh, whilst Mayo won two. Oh, one or two goals, I see. And Dublin should be about five better off between the sticks. So about 11 points would seem to be the line. I hope I'm wrong. Interesting stuff from Desmond there. Uh, Brian Kelly asking, any tickets? Uh, A lot of people will be asking that question over over the weekend. I mean, if you fancy going to a dinner for about 10 grand, Brian, you might get sorted out. Uh, Declan White is the last uh, prediction here for now. It's a lengthy one as well. Mayor to get off to a great start. Go up by four points. Dublin keep the scoreboard ticking. Go in at halftime one or two points down. Brawley questions Dublin bottle with a contentious comment. Dublin keeps scoreboard ticking while Mayo start clocking up wides. Dublin <laughs> hit the back of the net twice, hopefully not uh, from a Mayo foot this time or hands or knees. Uh, and uh, Mayo have a late surge. Final score, Dublin 218, Mayo 16 points. Post-game spent talking about Brawley's halftime comments <laughs> rather than the game as a whole. Uh, that's fairly comprehensive. He's, he's clearly put a lot of thought into that prediction. You know, and, uh, <laughs> he's been thinking about that since this time last year. Joe Brawley's he's man of the match instead of any of the players on the pitch. Fair play to you, Declan. Cheers for that. Uh, Finton, we might give you the last word, I suppose. Um, as we've said, it's been a show of predictions. We've had a kind of a mixed bag from the lads. 
How do you see it going? Who wins and why? Put your head on the mask, Um Well, I definitely think both sides have improved from last year and, and the stuff that Billy Joe was saying there about Mayo's forwards being in better form and about their resilience and you can make an argument that their name is on the trophy. I mean, people retrospectively were doing that, I think, with like Kerry in 2009 and Cork mm-hmm. 2010 teams we've seen come through the back door. But I just think Dublin have improved as well. I mean, the drawn final last year was a little bit of a freak with how below par they were. Um, you know, even like obviously we talked about Conor Callaghan and Jack McCaffrey's return, but I mean even someone like Paul Mannion like has given them so much more this year. I mean like with, with his his work around the pitch, he used to be known as a really free scoring player, but I think that's representative of what Dublin has to offer now. And I just think the amount of options they have off the bench. I mean, if only one or two of the forwards are firing, you saw it last year in the replay. They're able to they're always able to trust something different. Michael Darren McCauley came in in midfield in last year's replay. Cormac Costello this year. You know, there's four or five different options and I just don't think Mayo have albeit in the semi-final replay against Kerry some of their subs did make an impact mm. I think it's going to be very tight but I think in that last 15 minutes Dublin's uh, the options off the bench are going to get Dublin over the line and uh, the first three in a row champion since 1986 It'll be some going absolutely well uh, listen keep your predictions coming in at home uh, or from home even we will be picking a winner for all of that 42 gear uh, later on this evening and we'll be in touch via message with the lucky winner. Thanks a million for watching. Thanks a million for commenting as well. Uh, this was brought to you as per usual by Air Sport. We're looking forward to the game. We hope you enjoy it. We'll be back next week for the GA show. And we'll be back this time next week as well to look ahead to the ladies football final between the same counties. Uh, so we'll see how we get on in the meantime. Uh, have a good weekend. Enjoy it. And uh, take care.